Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Sarah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's get started. Sarah, hey Maura. How, <laughs> how are you? I've had one of those weeks where somebody texts me and I don't have the mental capacity to articulate my thoughts yet. So I push it off and it takes me about three days to a week to respond. And the only people that I am texting back are those that I just have to send like a laughing face to or yes or no, or it's like, oh, hey, here's how my day was really quick. I just don't, it's just one of those weeks where if I don't, if I could just be thinking and then I'm, I just have other things I need to take care of, like my brain and I need to watch a YouTube video and on cooking or baking or something or for study materials for school. And I don't have the mental capacity for anything more mm-hmm. than just thinking about the text and I can't respond to it immediately. That's the kind of week that I've had. I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. Which is funny because when it happens to you from someone else, like on the receiving end of that, like they didn't yeah. respond to me. I know. <laughs> and like, it doesn't take that much to text somebody back. Yes or no. But actually. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only if it's like, like, these people are not sending me yes or no texts. They're sending me like texts that like, I need to, like, I have thoughts, but I just don't have the capacity to like take them from thoughts and type them. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I just have like all these different worries in my head. And yeah, that's been my week. There's been things I've been wanting to text you. And then I'm like, I don't have the capacity to put this into words and send this in a text yet. I need to literally just like thaw my brain first. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's rough. I, I had a rough week and then I was sick yesterday. So yeah. just, yeah, and in a strange twist of events, I'm actually drinking tea today. <gasps> I know I'm not drinking coffee because welcome I can't. to Carol's Tea House. Yes, welcome to Carol's. Welcome to Carol's. Joe tea is house. brewing me a cup of tea right now. Well, he's actually brewing oh. an entire pot of tea that I'm gonna have a cup of. Yeah, I just he's can't. Now, like, correct. He's like, yes, that's that's a correct correction. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I just couldn't. I I can't quite stomach the idea of coffee. It's bad. (laughs) The tea I'm drinking though, I usually like my tea just like straight up. No, nothing really like a lot involved in it. Very simple teas. But this one I got today, I managed to get myself to a store and it's this lemon. I don't even know how to say that word. I don't know. It says looking to stay well every day. It's Bigelow benefits. Lemon. Echinacea. I don't know. <laughs> it's got echinacea. I don't, I have no idea. People are gonna who actually know things about tea are probably laughing at me. <laughs> the flower and lemongrass and rose hips and elderflowers in it. But I opened it and I could smell mint and I was like, oh man. I'm one of those people who firmly believes that mint belongs in toothpaste and gum, and that's it. Yeah, he's bringing me uh, some green tea. Yeah, I had I I actually didn't get home last night till two a.m. So Ooh. I didn't fall asleep until about two twenty, and I woke up at like seven thirty a.m. So oh, I was wow. I decided it was one of those mornings that I was gonna cut myself a break from trying to wake up too quickly, mm-hmm. and so instead of having my green tea in the morning, I had peppermint tea. Oh. <laughs> Because I don't, I have peppermint tea, I have chamomile tea, and then I have green tea, and I didn't need chamomile tea. I just needed something neutral that was warm. I can't, I can't drink chamomile tea because it tastes like lotion. <laughs> chamomile lavender tea smells like it's something that belongs in the bathtub rather than. <laughs> oh, I don't drink lavender flavored tea. Yeah, I like the idea of lavender, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah so but actually with this tea though with the mint in it I was not excited but I wanted to try it just because mm-hmm. I wanted to try it and I'm actually surprised the mint 
has mellowed down a little bit. It's not too overpowering once you brew it or steep it. To be honest, I one time tried mint peppermint tea when I was babysitting or nannying. And I was like, this is so gross. It yeah. smells like peppermint, but it's not the real thing. I'm just like, I like my, <laughs> I like my black tea. And then I, then I got into green tea later, but now I can handle peppermint tea because I'm not drinking it for the taste. I'm just drinking it for like the warmth and like any other benefits it will give me. No. Aw. Oh, so I have had, I'm getting so much community this weekend. Oh, so community! yeah, we, Joe and I and my sister were at uh, a little Lenten Friday dinner and we were watching the Fatima movie and it was just like, it was so good. And today I have later tonight, there's a game night. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a virtual wedding that I'm, that I'm going to play this <laughs> afternoon. I might try to. Might try to hit that up. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Good things. I wish I felt better. Yeah, me too. My- <laughs> I wish that you felt better. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you. Okay. People, I don't know how many people know this, but Sarah has the prettiest coffee mugs and teacups. I, I love this one. This is my, this is actually my teacup that I have tea. Sarah should have her YouTube channel with introducing Sarah just drinking out of coffee cups and tea mugs, coffee mugs and teacups. I love, I love like unique, pretty teacups. This one I found at TJ Maxx for those listening. It's just a pink, it's a nice little pink. It's a pink flower cup. Flowers on it and some leaves. It looks like, it looks like flowers you'd pick from a little cute English cottage. We should have a virtual tea party sometime. That would be super fun. <laughs> and we can each have, we can each like bake and have like, we can have like cookies and stuff. Actually, if I, if I feel, if I feel okay, I might, I don't know. The idea of food still right now is Thank not you. appetizing at all, but I might try to make some biscotti today if I can stomach it. Hey, Nick, if you're listening, Joe has a Batman mug. Oh, is that what you're drinking out of? No. Oh, Joe didn't want to share his Batman mug with you. <laughs> Nick, you should be jealous that Joe has a Batman mug and you don't. Do we know he doesn't have a Batman mug? I don't think he does. I don't mm. think he, well, he's not into like hot liquids, I don't think. He's into like coffee milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I have my tea, should we get into our espresso shot? Oh, yes. Let's do our <laughs> espresso shot for today. Our espresso shot today comes from St. Alphonsus Liguori, who says, Without prayer, we have neither light nor strength to advance in the way which leads to God. Ooh. That's a good, good little shot right there. Without prayer, we have neither light nor strength to advance in the way which leads to God. I know that where I am in life right now, there's times like I have struggled with just various things. And I think that some people, when they struggle focusing on their prayer life, Mm -hmm. and I'm someone that I've heard enough times, if you're struggling, you don't think you have enough time to pray, make sure you pray more. So I've been really turning because just, it's kind of like having that quote in mind and thinking, okay, I'm not going to get to where I'm supposed to be unless I am dedicating my prayer life and investing in it Mm -hmm. to be able to fulfill what God wants from me. I was talking to my spiritual director about this because she was asking me some questions and I was talking about discernment of data, different things in school. And what are your thoughts on this? And I was telling her, when I think about it, I think I need to be a better student right now. I need to be making sure that I'm as best prepared for graduation as I can be and getting into my field than focusing as much on dating. Like that's just where I am right now. And then we were were discussing this and I talked about it a few times, like really focusing on school. And she's like, she said that you said this three times already. That means that this is important to you. Mm -hmm. and keep praying on that 
And it sounds like this is where God is, God is calling you to focus on being a student and not focus on fulfilling your vocation quite yet. Well, that's me paraphrasing her, but I think that because I'm, I'm in a transitional stage, but yeah, that's kind of like where, that's kind of like how this quote is resonating with me. Well, so how about, let's hear Sarah's reflections. (laughs) I think I like how he says that without prayer we have neither light nor strength Mm -hmm. to advance the way which leads to god and i'm picturing when i read that i picture you're on a path and when you don't have light you can't see where you're going if you don't have strength like prayer is fuel for our spiritual life and if you don't have fuel you're running on fumes you can't give what you don't have and so Without, without that prayer and that importance of prayer every day, if you can't see where you're going and you can't walk down the path because you're weak, then you won't be able to go anywhere. You won't be able yeah. Yeah, to advance, to advance mm-hmm. in the way which leads to God. And I think that's something that can resonate with that is that prayer can kind of be the lamps on the road. Mm -hmm. and like walking that road at night there because if we didn't have the sun we wouldn't have the light to see the path Mm -hmm. and so there's times when I think that I'm trying to make this metaphor make sense right now for myself just because I'm like like, why am I trying to make the scene dark and like need like these lamp posts that are in the prayers is light the way but I mean we need to see it and you can't see without light and we need that light from our as you said, from our prayers, like to, mm-hmm. to guide the way. Yeah. I can't remember if I've shared on this podcast before this story, but it's, it's always stuck out to me. There was one time I went to confession and I just had felt like very disconnected from God and mm-hmm. I couldn't, I just felt like my life was in shambles and everything was terrible Mm. and nothing was making sense. And I remember talking with the priest, like I just kind of unloaded and felt, you know, told him about how I was feeling so disconnected and my life was kind of messy. And he was, God bless him. He was this kind of like a grumpy grandpa priest. Oh, I love that. It was (laughs) adorable. Uh, But he asked me, if I prayed every day and I was like, uh, uh, well, <laughs> no, maybe not every day. <laughs> he goes, his look of appalled. He was appalled. He was like, oh, oh, you need to pray every day. And, and then he said something that I will never forget. He said, you need to start your day on your knees and you need to end your day on your knees. Mm. You need those bookends of prayer in your life. Bookends help keep books in order. That's what they do. There's one on each side. They help keep them together. They put order to the books. And you said that you feel like your, your life is messy and disordered. I think that you'll find that if you start and end your day with prayer, you will find that your life starts to order itself back up. There's such it. practical advice. So you started, do, did you start doing that? I actually did. So, because that's one thing he said to start and end your day on your knees. And I did start doing that because I wanted, if I'm just like laying in bed at the end of the night, a lot of times, and I, and I try to pray, a lot of times my mind will wander. <laughs> I'm trying to go to sleep and my wine all mm-hmm. under my other I know I know someone else that actually prays on their knees at night before they go to bed yeah so I started doing that for a while and that did help me that intentional on my knees by my bed or or wherever that really did help direct my prayer to be more intentional to focus on that conversation it was good practice I've since gotten out of that practice or I don't do that as often as I should but mm-hmm. I tried it was actually really good for me. And that's the way it should be. You know, the first minutes that you wake up, the first thing you, you say should be to God. You're supposed to greet him every day and thank him for your life, even if you're not really thankful to be awake at the moment. <laughs> oh, gosh. And 
One thing that I used to do, and I will still sometimes do, I wish I did it consistently. Instead of journaling, at the end of every day, I took a piece of paper, like in a notebook, and I'd split it down the middle, long way. And I would write blessings on one side and crosses on the other side. Oh, that's cool. It was really good for me to reflect on the day because I feel like sometimes the little things fall through the cracks if they're not like big significant things. And it's actually really fun to go back through that journal and look at the blessings from specific days and think of like the tiny little things that made me smile or that was a blessing that brought some sort of joy or happiness. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's really easy to take those things for granted. And so to recognize those blessings and then on the other side, things that were a struggle or things that I failed in, writing all those down And then that actually helped me to pray. That was my prayer that, you know, thanking God for those blessings and then asking him for help on these certain things, these crosses that I had received throughout the day or things that I failed in. And what is actually super helpful about that too is going back and looking at the constant things that I struggle in. Yeah, sometimes that you like you forget about those things too, the little things. Yeah. Like getting getting enough sleep and being short on patience. I need to get more sleep so that I'm not so cranky <laughs> or I rely on coffee too much. But that that doing that really, really helped my prayer just mm-hmm. at the end of the day, just like general, <clears throat> God, thank you for these things. Please help me with these things. And having that in my mind to work on it for myself. That's actually a part of a daily examination of conscience. Yeah. 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 It's something that I'm doing for Lent is I am finishing my day with my daily exam and I have been really bad at it, but I, I look at it and like what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, this sounds exactly like the examination of conscience. Yeah. So what, for people who might not know, can you explain, I, I remember a little bit about it, but what exactly is the examine? Okay, so there's a CPR method, which is C is claim your blessings. Um, So you reflect on the good things that happened to you today and explicitly recognize God's hand in them. Mm -hmm. He has been loving you every minute of the day, thinking about you, drawing close to you. Thank him for the little blessings and the big ones. C is gaze of love directed toward you. Ask him to help guide these few minutes of prayer. P is pinpoint victories and losses. Taking a kind of helicopter view of the activities of the day, examine how you lived them, where you were, where were you selfish in your decisions, attitudes, words, and actions, where were you virtuous and generous. Also examine how you respond to the Holy Spirit's inspirations throughout the day. As you do this, ask for and accept God's forgiveness for the times you give, you gave into the selfishness or temptation, and thank him for the graces he gave you to do good and be faithful to his will. And then R is renew your loving commitment to Christ. And finish by renewing your faith in God and your desire to know Jesus more clearly. And then end with our Father, our Hail Mary, and the sign of the cross, or your favorite prayer. And then the daily examine is, it's an anal- there's another analytical method where you quiet your soul and enter God's presence, asking him for light to know yourself and to know him. Review the major areas of God's will in your life and your level of faith examine the level of your faithfulness to what God was asking of you. So I'm just reading this from the Laudate app. So you could arrange this examination by key relationships, relationship with God, relationship with others, relationship with yourself. And then you, the three W's, way, words, and works. And then you thank God for the good. And then you renew your commitment to follow him. And then you also ask for his forgiveness for your shortcomings and your sins. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I really like that a lot. I decided to do it because I realized that I've only been taking stock of my big sins mm-hmm. and I need to be more aware of my shortcomings each day. I'm also, I want to be better. So I decided, okay, for Lent, this is something I'm going to add. Cause I just couldn't think of anything else to give up. I was like, my life is already giving up so many things. So I actually gave up time in my day. So I decided that the things that I was adding to my day for Lent, they 
things were naturally just going to fall out of my day to make room for them. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be pick things to remove because I have a really skilled habit of substituting what I gave up with just other things to fill those. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> struggle. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And consciously, like, giving those things up would make me be like, okay, I can't do these things, but not thinking about them. They just kind of phase out. Mm-hmm. So consciously doing things and not thinking about what I'm giving up, that kind of helps. It works better for me. Yeah. No, that's great. That's awesome. Because I know that anyone that is do the men that are doing, what's that 90 day thing? Exodus 90. Exodus 90. Yeah. They have an exam that they are supposed to do each night. Mm-hmm. And I heard that on Catching Foxes. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I should add an examination of conscious to my Lenten practice. Mm-hmm. And I've only been thinking about it and not actually writing it down <laughs> like yeah. I'm supposed to. I think that's a good practice in general to examine your conscience every day. Just so it's easier than when you go to confession. Yeah. It's easier to remember those things because I don't remember all the, like, I remember the big things, but I don't yeah. always remember the little things. And yeah. Those little things. But. And yeah. And something I realized is that people will mention the kind of little sins that they confess, charity, not being charitable or lacking patience, there's different things. And I've confessed lacking patience, but mm-hmm. I've never confessed lack of charity or these other things. Because and I wondered, am I just missing these these sins? Like maybe I am committing them, and I'm just totally oblivious. Mm. <laughs> so I'm trying to take better stock. Yeah. Yeah. I find in some moments where I'm struggling, or if I'm not sure how to handle a situation, or if I handled it and I don't feel good about how I handled it. I always go back to like that, what would Jesus do expression? How would Jesus handle this? I don't think he'd do what I did. So, uh. yeah. And then I do think that in those cases, sometimes it's sometimes charity isn't going out of your way to be kind. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you think that the opposite of being mean to somebody is being like making potentially being nice, which I mean, that is, but sometimes you need to just walk away just not even put yourself in that circle of just for your own protection and because sometimes it's best for both of you Mm -hmm. um walking away can really be beneficial for all parties involved Mm -hmm. and that's not saying that walking away is the answer all the time sometimes it really is showing kindness and growing in your heart because saint therese there was um another nun but she went out of her way to be kind. And that nun thought that they were best friends. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that is the answer, but sometimes it's really not. And I know people that have dealt with situations where they brought it to confession that I'm not going to name any names, but they did tell me that they took it to confession and they felt really bad for somebody. And they were, they thought they were acting with charity. And then they realized that they had to like remove themselves. They had to cut off things. It's like, okay, I can't deal with this person. They are not healthy for me. Even though I was trying to be Christ-like and charitable to them. And the priest told them, sometimes charity is taking time for yourself. And not just giving of yourself all the time. You need to take care of yourself. (laughs) That's a good point. I really like that a lot. There have been times where I've experienced that too. There's a lot of courage and there's a lot of strength, I think, in being kind and showing charity to someone that maybe is not your favorite person. Mm -hmm. But there is charity in being able to step back just for your own self. Yeah. I think that needs to be added. Sometimes charity is being honest with the person and saying, hey, here are the things you need to work on. Mm-hmm. And here's why I need to take a step back. Yeah. Or just setting boundaries. Yeah. That's a good thing. Because some people have never been told. Yeah. There are some people maybe, because sometimes I see it in myself, sometimes I see it in other people where they, you can see that they are just kind of repelling people. And no one has had the guts to have the conversation with them about why they're repelling people because they have, there's something going on. And then sometimes I have to like do it my own internal inventory. Okay. 
what am I doing that I have lost these different friends? And then I'm like, okay, I think I owe some apologies or just, I mean, there's some things that I do that even last night, I'm like, okay, I need to just like let people speak for themselves and mm-hmm. not be like, oh yeah, this person likes this, whatever. So that's just like a little thing that I do. I'm like, okay, Maury, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's sometimes really hard to do when you encounter a friend who is a challenge or even a stranger that you don't have an, a good interaction with like maybe there gets a rude person or somebody who just I don't know either way a friend or a stranger praying for them can be real hard yes but we need to remember that I do think that even just thinking about them is a form of prayer Mm -hmm. so sometimes I am like if we can use being angry at God and yelling at God as a prayer (laughs) I think that we can use God, I am frustrated with this person. Ah, like that could be a prayer, but it's like a prayer for us of how to handle them. Or even just, Lord, give me the grace mm. to interact with this person or to treat and think towards them with charity and kindness. Help yeah. me to reflect your love. Help them to see Christ through me mm-hmm. and, and help me to see you in them. Oh, that's so hard. It's that, that is so hard. And that's something that you do have to take to prayer. Me, me especially, yeah. Sometimes I forget to. But something like I do it, and but I'm not always consciously doing it. But I do, that does make me think of St. Therese, who I don't think is my friend. <laughs> Why is that? Because she doesn't show up. <laughs> I have never gotten one rose from her. Oh, man. Yeah, my middle name is for her. And I'm like, we should be besties. And I'm just <laughs> not like, she's probably like, Maura, don't know her. <laughs> I'm sure Wait, that's not her. You- I'm sure that's not the case. But I've tried praying novenas to her and uh-huh. I just don't get any flowers at all. But that's part of the prayer though. <laughs> if you don't get a rose, it's a sign, right? I don't know. I thought the I sign was the rose. Like if you if you pray for a rose and you don't get one, then that's like that's an answer to your prayer. Oh well, I was not told <laughs> <that> correctly. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh. Although, okay, so there was Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and my teapot had oh. roses covering it. The oh. teapot, the cup, and the saucer. Had roses all over, and I just thought someone's printed Saint Therese for me. (laughs) I'm like, is this her wanting to be my friend now? Because I, I just don't really have a relationship with her. I think of like I think great things about her, but I do have a better relationship with Mary, Mary in general, um, particularly Our Lady Endure of Knots. She's always come through for me. Except for the last time I prayed, because I just had no knots. I was just praying and be like, but I guess you have to say you're not. And I'm like, I don't know my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but I wasn't paying enough attention. I was just, I, I think I was just trying to shoehorn something. And St. Joseph is a friend of mine right now. I've been con- uh, consecrating myself to St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. Learning a lot of stuff. I like him. He's a cool. Saint Joseph, are you doing? I know what you're gonna say. I think. Are you doing the consecration? Yeah, that's awesome. I have a book ordered to get my. I did it wrong. Everyone else is doing it right now to end on the feast of Saint Joseph. No, it doesn't uh, matter. Do it. Do it when you want. Do it when you. It's the year of Saint Joseph. Yeah, it's the year of Saint Joseph. Yeah, but okay. But please tell me. Give me a little. Not too much spoilers. <laughs> There's a lot of reading. No, there's more reading than a Marian consecration. Okay. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the St. Joseph consecration. So there's the daily thing, mm-hmm. the daily passage. And then at the end of that day, you have to read another segment. And I got the Kindle version because I didn't want to wait for the mail to show up. <laughs> so I just like click, okay, take me to that page. And then there's maybe like five to 10 pages of extra reading. And then you end it with the litany of St. Joseph. Okay. And... It does address Joseph's age, how we don't know his age, but I personally have the belief that Joseph was not just and virtuous, 
because he was old. I think that he was honestly matched with Mary because he was young and virtuous. And it wasn't just, oh, he's old and he doesn't have any energy to like be bad. He was honestly this young, like they were matched. They were pretty well matched. She mm-hmm. just happened to be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my, it talked about Mother Angelica said, old men don't walk to Egypt. <laughs> and I'm just like, heck yeah, they don't walk to Egypt. And Joseph walked to Egypt. <laughs> yep. So and he got he got Mary and Jesus out of there and Harry yep. coming. Yeah. Yep. So He's been a good friend. And then you guys know I'm Irish, so I do rely a little bit on St. Patrick. But I also need St. Anthony to find a few things for me, <laughs> like my other gym shoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find my other gym shoe, so I can't work out right now. Oh. <laughs> yep. I also need St. Anthony to find me a job. <laughs> yeah. I guess technically I have a devotion to St. Anthony because my life is a mess. <laughs> I can't find anything. Uh, <laughs> I I really love St. Mary Magdalene a mm. lot. Yeah. She's, she's great. Yeah. She's just, mm-hmm. I just love her story. I love, I wish we knew more about her mm-hmm. other than what we can find in the Bible. I've been trying to find more things about Mary Magdalene yeah. but then like if you look up like tell me about Saint Mary Magdalene on Google you'll get like maybe she was Jesus's wife we don't know <laughs> no that's unhelpful he was celibate everybody yeah but I so I wish we knew more about her other than you can just see in the bible but yeah her just her courage and her devotion to follow Jesus was just so inspiring the way that she turned her life um, yeah is, really is she cool. the one that he said sin no more yes I think there's a couple I'm not sure there's a couple of women in the bible that they say she could be but some people think that maybe she was the woman who is going to be stoned other people think that she was the one that he drove the demons out of her so I really love, I really love Mary Magdalene and I do have, I love Mary. I'm a total mama's girl. Uh, I love mama. My name is Irish for Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that might sound so weird, but people say naming people after like really incredible people will put too much pressure on them to uphold their name. But Mm -hmm. I personally love being named after our spiritual mother I feel this kinship with her. Okay. I have this extra connection with her and it just kind of drives me in my devotion to her. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I've been in adoration and there's this really beautiful statue of Mary. And then I'll be like looking at the Eucharist and I will have this thought that I believe is Jesus talking to me saying, no, look at my mother, have a conversation with her. You need, you need to talk to her. I want you to talk to my mother. She will lead you to me. And I'm like, are you sure? I kind of came here to see you. No, talk to my mom. I want you to have a good relationship with my mom. I'm like, okay. If that's what you want me to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) One of the mottos of St. John Paul the Great, who's all about about Mary and his Mm -hmm. mottos was totus tuus, which Mm -hmm. is Latin for totally yours. And I was actually in a summer program for a few years. It's, it's called Totus Tuus. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a catechetical program that college kids can participate in where you go out in teams and you teach basically like summer CCD mm-hmm. to elementary kids in the day and high schoolers at night. Yeah. But um, anyway, but Totus Tuus revolves very much around Mary and Jesus and the other motto, I think, is ad Jesum per Mariam, which mm-hmm. means to Jesus through Mary. And one of the priests who taught our, our group, we drew this on the board, you know, to kind of explain praying to Mary. I have two, I have two analogies, but this one was, imagine like this really busy highway mm-hmm. and Je- you're on one side and Jesus is on the other side. 
and it's a very busy highway interstate, Satan is driving the cars across the highway and makes it difficult to cross because you want to get across to where Jesus is. And Mary comes to us. She's like, <laughs> with my nanny kids even like, hold my hand while you cross the street. And so she takes our hand and she helps us cross the street safely to get to Jesus. And she helps us get there. You mean crusher of serpents. How could she not get us across the street? Yeah. So you don't get hit by the Satan cars. <laughs> and then the other analogy I've heard of, you know, trying to explain how we, we ask Mary's intercession mm-hmm. is think of, do you remember back in the day where like students would bring their teachers apples? Yeah. I don't, I've never, received uh, I never apples. did it, but I, but yeah, but there's like that old tradition of giving an apple to a teacher. So when we pray, it's like, we want to give an apple to Jesus. And so we can come up and give this apple to him and he will love it. Pray when we ask him for something, we pray. But Mary knows that Jesus likes his apples cut up into wedges with a side of peanut butter. (laughs) And so, because she's his mom, she knows him. She knows what he likes. And that's the way that he really likes apples. And so if we give her our apple, she takes the apple, she cuts it up in wedges, and she puts a side of peanut butter on there and she hands it to Jesus and says, here you go, bud. And, <laughs> uh, I don't know if Mary ever actually calls Jesus bud, but, uh, but she takes our prayer that we offer, like our offering, she takes it and makes it better. She makes it and she helps us give a gift or a prayer to Jesus that is pleasing that he will look upon in, in favor. It's just that she helps us. She helps mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about Maximilian Colby. I love him. <laughs> where, did, <laughs> where did that come from? Where's that jump? He, he really loved Mary. He had a Marian devotion too. Yeah. I, I don't pray through him, but I just love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I think it's important, you know, mm-hmm. when you ask intercession of saints or Mary, because yeah. those, those, saints and mary help us to kind of like going back to our espresso shot they help us down the path they help give us more light they help strengthen mm-hmm. us those devotions and like yeah you can use all the help we can get yes i'm actually thinking about saint monica now and how she prayed saint augustine mm-hmm. into christianity and she prayed him into heaven yeah and so she was his like he wasn't praying and she was his light down the path yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm struggling with things, I think of St. Monica and it's so it's such a simple way. It's so simple. Just pray mm-hmm. for them. Just pray, just ceaselessly pray. Cause there are different people in my life that have fallen off the path or whatever, whatever is going on. And I just like St. Monica. Yeah. yeah. I need to be more like St. Monica and just praying for them it's just never ending and I mean Jesus is my homeboy love him I do pray directly <laughs> to him too I don't I never call him my homeboy but yeah he's he's a good Jesus is someone that's not, like we are best friends to the point where I'm allowed to, like I feel comfortable being angry at him sometimes mm-hmm. and those times we're lately just like okay we're good and it is as your priest told you, talk to God every day. Mm-hmm. Talk to God every day because it is a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have a relationship. He might already know things, but he wants you to share it. He mm-hmm. wants me to say, hey, here's how my day was. Or, hey, um, here's my worries about the day. Here's what I'm looking for in the day. And then say, hey, here's how my day went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Here's like what brought me joy. Hey, thank you for these things. Or sorry, I fell. Sorry, I hurt you today. Yeah. It's something that's so simple, but it's easy to forget. Kind of like you start your day and end your day on your knees. Like that's something if you're just tired or if you just are done, you want to like set it off to the side. Or I feel guilty sometimes when I pray most of the time when I, when I need something if I'm asking for something, which is good. I also want to get better at prayers of Thanksgiving and yes. just adoration. And actually 
I don't know if you've ever heard this is a pretty common way to pray. This is how I, I usually pray, but it's the acts, A C T S acts, but it's adoration, contrition, sorry, thanksgiving, supplication. And it's, it's the supplication is at when you ask for what you, for what you need, but that's last. So first adoration above all things, adoration, God, you're great. I love you. You are, you are worthy and high to be praised. Contrition. I'm sorry. I mess up all the time. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thank you for these things in my life. I don't deserve them, but thank you. And then supplication. If you have some time, I have some things (laughs) in a couple of requests. (laughs) It's a really simple way to just remember like how to pray. Just like Mm -hmm. to build a prayer. I love that. I love that. And that's something I need to think about more. Just not doing it un consciously but intentionally yes doing that yeah I want to be better at not just you know the little snippet sometimes we're like god please help me (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'll never forget this this was a a cool moment I was at a convent helping working in the garden I have an aunt who's a sister and I was at the (gasps) convent helping him work in the garden my aunt was actually with us and you're weeding doing something I don't know we're doing a project out there and commenting on how you know it was a a nice day it wasn't too hot but it would just been nice it would just be so nice if we had like just a breeze like a just a soft breeze would make it perfect because it was a little warm not too bad but just enough we're like man there's just a light breeze would be so great minutes later there was just the softest little rush of air breeze that that went through and my aunt just like stopped and said oh thank you Jesus and that moment of just like I don't know it impacted me as a teenager because I was like it would impact me as an adult we didn't even it wasn't even a prayer we just commented and said it would be really great just a nice little breeze like little little cool breeze and then it wasn't like so we were like Jesus sent us a breeze minutes later (laughs) but my aunt's simple thank you Jesus Mm -hmm. you know it was so I don't know that as a teenager that really made an impact on me like oh of course it did yeah that's just making me think about different things in my own life right now so I'm in this weird transitional stage where I'm not I'm in the transitional phase of life where I haven't entered my vocation yet and I'm also in a spot where I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm also going to be transitioning out of being a student. And mm-hmm. being a student is basically all I've really ever known. And that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I've also been lacking in community. Mm-hmm. And so I've been dealing with loneliness. And I think God prompted me to communicate my loneliness mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I did something kind of stupid. I responded to somebody <laughs> that like reached out to me and they, somebody was like, yeah, that was a mistake to like engage in that conversation. It wasn't a bad conversation. It was very harmless and it was very nice, but it was just something that I kind of need to just like officially cut that off. <laughs> but I was like, hey, sometimes loneliness, you just respond to what's being given to you. You're just like, oh, somebody's giving me attention and I need attention or I need something. Mm-hmm. So the person that I was talking to, like, you need a hug? I'll give you a hug. I'll give you a hu- like a really good hug next time I see you. And I'm like, okay, because I need one. Mm-hmm. And that's me. Oh, God can provide things as long as you ask for them. And then mm-hmm. sometimes like, hey, just communicate, just communicate what your needs are and they can be delivered. Yeah. That, I mean, that is true. Like in Jesus wants us to ask him for things mm-hmm. sometimes I str- I don't know if you struggle with this but sometimes I'm conscious about maybe I haven't been strong in my prayer life and so I feel a little bit guilty asking for help when I haven't really given do you do yes. you ever feel like that like I just I, I have felt like that so I want you to dig into this more <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it can be a struggle for me to check in, like, look, I need help. I know that I haven't been a very good friend to you. I know that I haven't really talked to you very much or like sat down and let you speak into my heart, but I need this thing. And it, it usually comes at a point where I'm just like at my wits end and I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go. 
but there's there is a little bit I feel I don't know if it's valid but I feel a little bit guilty for asking for help when I haven't I haven't really given that much back I think that's so normal that's such a normal feeling of guilt Mm -hmm. because we feel uncomfortable asking when we haven't given ourselves Mm -hmm. but people want to be there (laughs) yeah there's a a verse in Jose in the Bible where it talks about the verses. So I will allure her. I will draw her into the desert and then it, I will speak to her heart. A better way I'm going to, I'm going to say that is there's a, there's a book called Redeeming Love. Have you read it? No. You need to read it immediately, but it is a beautiful love story that is set it's loosely based on the book of Hosea in the Bible. Hosea? Hosea? Anyway. And it's about this woman. I can relate to this a little bit because the main character's name is Sarah. But she's a, she is a prostitute. And she's only known sadness and rejection and hard things her whole life. And she's a prostitute. She's out walking in the street one day. And this very good, holy, wholesome farmer has come into town to sell his goods to the store and he sees her walking and God tells him, that's her, that's your wife. And he's like, okay. So he finds out who she is, finds out she's a prostitute and is like, what? (laughs) But he does what God tells him to do. And so he goes to this brothel that she works in every night. And she's like the high priced prostitute. And he pays the very, very expensive every day for several days over and tries she's not interested in anything that he wants to say but he is trying to save her and only wants to talk to her she doesn't hear anything that he says eventually though he does they do get married and so he can leave with her he takes her out to his farm she tries to leave him many times but it's this story about a woman who's been through so many hard things and it's just so her mom used to be Catholic, but she doesn't really believe in God or that God loves her because she's been through all these hard things. And it's a story about how he takes her out of that, literally sends her this man who takes her out of that awful situation in this empty shell of a life and puts her in a farm away from everybody and everything with this man, stranger, who teaches her and shows her for the first time goodness and kindness and gentleness and love. And what I love about it is sometimes God needs to take us away or sometimes he needs to, he needs to bring us to our wits end. So that way we can, we can come to him. He needs to bring us into the desert where it's dry and it's hot and it's sandy and it sucks and <laughs> and just take us there so that finally we can just be like there's nothing there's nothing left i have nothing left i have no no i don't know where else to go and that's when he can finally speak and we're at a point where we can do nothing but listen it's a great book by the way you need to read it redeeming <sighs> love by francine rivers it's just this beautiful love story and there's so many parallels that you can make between our relationship with God and also God with us. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. I really that, like Wow. Wow. Top of, top of your list, Maura, right now. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, just to kind of being in the desert is, is really hard. But sometimes we have to go there because that's it. Like, that's it. That's when you have nothing else. Or when things are so difficult that you don't really see a way out mm-hmm. that's when like you need you need to get back and that's when God can finally you have nothing left there's nothing to do but listen yeah yeah I, I've definitely he hasn't brought me to the desert necessarily sometimes sometimes he is speaking to me and speaking mm-hmm. to me and speaking to me and I ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and then he's like you're not listening. So I'm just going to do it. Boom. I'm like, and it's in those moments where you, that you have like a slight moment of panic. And then you're like, I feel calm. I think that 
this was what I was supposed to do. This is done by, this is by God. Mm-hmm. And I find peace in that. It's not always that something doesn't go my way. And I'm like, oh, I feel peace. Like, oh, this was God. But those mm-hmm. are like, there's moments where I do think, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. I finally hear you. <laughs> yep. I do feel like it's especially, I don't know, like really recently, I do feel a little bit like I'm not very strong in my spiritual life right now. I feel a little bit dry. It's not a fun place to be. No. So stubborn. And I am so independent. (laughs) And I just like my life (laughs) going around and trying to fix things myself because I'm like, I can do it, but I can't. (laughs) I need to be better at realizing I need, I need to give in. But meanwhile, like I just picture, sometimes I picture myself because I know this happens with my nanny kids sometimes or like my kids are trying to do something and I can help. Uh, Part of of why this week was so hard for me was because the youngest child that I take care of turned two recently and (laughs) they upgraded her bed, her crib that she was sleeping in. They're transitioning her into a big girl bed that somehow flipped a switch in her head that said like now she's a big kid and we have entered into the terrible twos where I hear multiple times like I do it so many tantrums like it's and we're both stubborn so we butt heads a lot and that she wants to do it she wants to do everything herself and you know she keeps trying to do these things and I keep wanting to try to help her but part of that is Sometimes I have to just let her do it. I, I know that it's something that she can't do by herself, but I'm going to let her try because she mm. also has to learn. But also you kind of have to stand back and say, okay, you try it, you do it. And she realizes that she can't. And so then that's when she asks for help. And that's kind of, I'm a toddler. <laughs> like, that sounds like me like going to confession. I'm just like, God, I messed up again. Yep. And I'm not just going to confession to be absolved. I'm going for strength to not fall again because I want to not fall again. I want that. I want that so badly. Have you ever had times where you ask God to take away your free will just so that you can just stop sitting? Just like for like five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, can you just take this from me? Because I want my will to align with yours. But my will, the fleshy will, likes things that are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) who decided it was a good idea to give me free will i need to to be grounded for i was telling talking to nick and perry about this area like yeah sometimes i just because we were discussing how free will allows us to love god more because we're choosing it we're choosing to love god we're choosing him and i i said sometimes i kind of wish that he'd take it from me because i like stupid things that don't always line up with him and i have mm-hmm. to fight i have to fight that i have to fight myself and be like mm-hmm. hey how about we don't do something that will make us need to like that will need that will need to go back to confession mm-hmm. and need like to, let's just stop doing things that need forgiveness <laughs> <laughs> so when those moments mm-hmm. of spiritual dryness happen, how do you, I'm just like, honestly asking for myself. Mm-hmm. I think for me, there's a point where like, I don't even know how to get back into, like, I, I understand that right now my relationship with Christ mm-hmm. is not as strong as it has been okay. or that it could be, Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure how to get back up practically Like, obviously I know I should pray more, but what does that look like? Do you want me to help you? Do you want me to give you like some kind of- Well, yes. Like not just for me, but for for anyone who might be struggling with this. I would honestly just say, hey, it's been a minute. Sorry. Here's been, here's my, how my life has been. Like just kind of just acknowledge it and just say, hello. I missed you. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know how helpful that is, but that's just kind of how I approach it sometimes. And then just like owning up, like, okay, yeah, I haven't been around and I want to mend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, 
I don't want to, I don't want to like totally blame it on the pandemic because some of it, like some of it's my own fault. Like the <laughs> pandemic has no control over my prayer life, but I know that the things that I used to do, like I haven't done the monthly holy hour I used to coordinate. I haven't done that in a year. And that was something that I really love to do because I love to sing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power in music, especially the right song at the right time. It really helps me to elevate my prayer personally. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to do that in a year. I'm excited about this though, which is really good. One of my music director at my parish asked me, they have a retreat coming up and they want me to sing for it. Oh. And uh, yeah, or do a, do a holy hour for the retreat. And I, there's this super, it's a big honor, but I'm also, when she asked me to do that, I was also really excited because that will be an opportunity for me to do something, that form of prayer again, like singing. I love to sing for Jesus. It's my favorite thing to do, to pray. My favorite way to pray is to sing to the Lord. So I'm excited for an opportunity to do that again. Mm-hmm. In the past, when I've been trying to like get back into my a good spiritual life, I think just going and sitting and try to listen instead of talk, because obviously I've been talking, I haven't really been paying attention. You know, I haven't really been giving God that time, that openness in my heart to really mm-hmm. listen to what he wants to say. There's another quote by Mother Teresa that I read when I was looking for the espresso shot this week, and it says, love to pray. Prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. But I think being able to just be open, just being able to sit in a church or in an adoration chapel and just try to sit and I think just recognizing, like, I'm sorry, I haven't been giving you the time or attention that you deserve and just being able to just sit and then, I don't know, kind of like reintroducing yourself maybe, but yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but that's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Cause it, it gets to be a bad habit and bad habits are hard to break when you go about your day and you're not used to giving, you know, you're not used to praying on a daily basis. It can be hard to try and get back into that. There's so yeah. many apps and there's so many, I'm super inspired by how you you post about things that you're praying and things that you're doing. I find that really helps me when I reach out to friends or they just offer the information like on Twitter or Instagram and they say, they share quotes or things that they're doing in their spiritual life and what works for them? Maybe I'll try it too. (laughs) Are you you talking about on Twitter or in the discord? (laughs) Yeah, either. Yeah, either way. (laughs) But because the other thing is like, there's a little bit of not not guilt, kind of guilt, but also just like a little bit of shame. Like I feel like a bad Catholic for saying this, but (laughs) my prayer life is not great right now. I'm in a season of just spiritual dryness and I need to fix it. And so Mm -hmm. being able to reach out and say, and admit that (laughs) to admit it to yourself. I'm so happy that you're sharing this. (laughs) People don't often talk about this and so many people can relate to that. The one thing that does help me get through spiritual dryness is to remember the times of spiritual fruitness, I guess, or just like when, no, like when it's like, like, like a spiritual waterfall. And so when we says, and then it's like a spring and it's just, and because there have definitely been times where my spiritual life has been a beautiful oasis. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm looking for in this desert is just that spiritual oasis. And, but that's kind of what helps while I'm walking around in the desert is to remember those times of being in the oasis. And that gives me hope of like, things are good. You just, you gotta persevere a little bit. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be frustrating maybe, but you can get there again. And to remember the goodness and kindness of the Lord Mm -hmm. in past experiences in past prayer is is sort of like a reprieve or just like that little bit that keeps you going. Yeah. I just had this image come into my mind. You know that um, that meme, they're drinking coffee and the room's on fire. Go. And, mm-hmm. and so this is kind of as if they realize that it's not fine. 
mm-hmm. and you're like, this isn't fine. I got to get like out you, of here. <laughs> like before, like, like you're in that. And before you realize that you're in this dryness, you're just like, this is fine. And then you're like, oh, the room's on fire. This isn't fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it is. It is. A, yeah. Admitting that there is this absence, there's this void is a good thing to do. And mm-hmm. then that's the first thing. And, but then the, a second and very important step is okay. Now it's up to you to take the steps to try and fix it. Yeah. And it's, to- it's really okay to acknowledge it takes humility to approach yeah. God again and say, like, it's okay to be nervous, to feel these things and like, okay, now I have to go talk to God and apologize. Oh, crap. Think about the story of the prodigal son, you know, like yeah. he tried to do it by himself, he, you know, went out there and was like, maybe I'll go live on a pig farm <laughs> with the pigs and finally like picked himself up and was like, this is ridiculous. The servants at my father's house are better than this. And so to go back and the beautiful thing is every time you go back, you He's know, the, yeah. that son was probably waiting for a lecture or a scolding, mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, and instead his dad threw a party for him and just like ran to him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Started, but yeah, this is, yeah, these are great connections that we're making. Oh, thanks. I know these things in my head, but like, that's the hard thing too, is I, I have had such strength in my spiritual life in the past. So I feel a little bit bad for letting it get down to where it is right now, Mm -hmm. but to also remember like God is, he's still there. He's awaiting. And, you know, if I can get back to talking, you know, it's not like he's going (laughs) to, if I go there and say, Hey, I'm sorry for being a really bad friend. He's not going to be like, yeah, just get out of here. We're done. Like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. She's probably going to give you some water. Like, hey, it's even even dealing with dryness. Here's some water. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that kind of gives us a, a, a couple of grounds to cover. But what are some yeah. other things that – so that's, that's going to be one that I'm going to challenge myself this week. I'm going to get back into starting my day on my knees and ending my day on my knees. Um, that was really helpful. It's helpful advice and just like to intentionally sit and be like, this is prayer time. Prayer mm-hmm. time is already talked to God. So we're going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But so that's one way I'm going to challenge myself this week. I'm going to, I'm going to do my start the day and the day on my knees. I am going to write out my examine. Ooh. I am going to actually write it down. That's good. Yeah. I guess a challenge would be just to like do a daily examine. Yeah. Examine your conscience every day, every mm-hmm. night, whether, and whatever that looks like for you. Sometimes that looks like for me, I drew it out. I wrote it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One side of blessings, the other side crosses. Get to confession. Yep. You guys, your challenge for your, to help your prayer life, confession. Mm-hmm. I have to go to confession today, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) I think another good thing to do would be also like, even just in general, if you, if you are struggling or even if you're not right now, because I think like any friendship or relationship, there's ups and downs, Mm -hmm. but if you're, if you're struggling, maybe find somebody, someone that you trust to be like an accountability buddy. Sometimes it's hard to ask for prayers, you know, I don't know why for yourself. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I do it all the time and it's still hard. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for prayers for yourself. Even if it's just to one person, be, just be honest and say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this thing. I could use a couple prayers. If you could just say a prayer for me. Yeah. It's simple. And yeah. it's, it's okay to embrace the fact that maybe you need extra help and you need extra grace and that's okay. Yeah. yeah and for those that need, are trying to rekindle their prayer life just remember to talk to god daily mm-hmm. start on your knees and on your knees for those that already have a solid prayer life and you're like find w- something new to do to challenge yourself in it that you like Ooh, see if there's something cool. else you can add yeah like just like growth yeah growth in prayer is really important too 
So, yeah, I think that sounds good. I'm good. So <laughs> this was super helpful. I'm glad. I'm glad we talked about this. It's like, it's like a little bit of a load <laughs> off my chest. Now everybody's going to hear about it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so happy you talked about it. Yeah, I, I'm glad I did too. And just know everybody who's listening, just know that we appreciate you listening. And mm-hmm. it's easy for me to pray for people. That's the thing is like, I'll say a prayer for people. Yeah. And so I, yeah, just know that we are praying for you. Yeah. If you need things where you can reach out to us, we yeah. have to pray for you specifically. Yeah. If you want to email us, send us a DM, whatever. Also rate us and review us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We will, we will catch you next week. Have a great one. Thanks so much for stopping by Carol's Coffee House this week. We hope you found our conversations to be uplifting and inspiring. We really appreciate all of your support and encouragement, and your feedback helps us to strive to bring good content to this podcast. So if you have any ideas of topics you'd like to hear more about or are interested in, please reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter at, at carol underscore podcast or email us at carolscoffeehouse at gmail.com. Have a great week, guys, and God bless.